Hey there, welcome to the Live Through 2 and D podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Mark Heyman. On last week's podcast, we talked about how to deal with all of the uncomfortable physical feelings that come with low blood sugar and with fear of low blood sugar. We all know that all kinds of uncomfortable feelings, thoughts, and emotions come when you think about low blood sugar. It's scary. And on this episode, we're gonna talk about how to deal with uncomfortable emotion. All of the emotions that come with fear of low blood sugar, things like overwhelm, fear, terror, worry, anxiety, those are challenging to deal with. But guess what? You have the ability to deal with these things. And if you implement skills and tools to do that, you're gonna be in a much better place. And that's what we're gonna do on this episode. This episode of the podcast is a replay of a masterclass I did several weeks ago, and it's going to help you to deal with the uncomfortable emotions and help you conquer your fear of low blood sugar. You're going to learn tools and skills to be able to note your emotions, to recognize that they're there, but they're passing. And most importantly, that you could handle whatever uncomfortable emotions, your fear of lows, and diabetes throws your way. If you've ever felt overwhelmed, scared, or anxious about blood sugars, this episode will help you get through it. How have you been doing with practicing the skills that I've taught you over the past couple of days? Remember on Friday, I taught you the skill of detaching from your thoughts. So saying the statement, I'm having the thought that. So when you have a thought that is really bothering you and that is keeping you as a barrier from conquering your fear of low blood sugar from moving forward in your life and doing the things that you want to do, you know, recognizing it as a thought and giving yourself some space there by saying, I'm having the thought that, and that can be a really helpful tool. Uh, How's that been going for you? We'd love to hear about that. And then yesterday we talked about your physical sensations. You know, we have, when we get anxious around low blood sugar, we have all kinds of physical symptoms that happen, shaking, sweating. And those symptoms can be scary because they are very similar to the symptoms that we have when our blood sugar is low. And so first of all, always check your blood sugar to make sure it's in range of its low treat, but then be patient and recognize that those symptoms are normal and they will go away, but being able to tolerate them so you don't over-treat and you don't treat too early can be extremely helpful. You know, our goal here is to make sure that you have all the tools you need not to avoid, not to avoid the uncomfortable emotions, uncomfortable thoughts, uncomfortable feelings that come around with low blood sugar. And when you have those tools, the world is your oyster. It's really going to open you up to a world of possibilities in your life with type 1 diabetes to be able to do the things that you really want to be doing. So I'm going to get started with our presentation today. So today is day number three, and I want to do a quick recap before we get started with the presentation. Let's do a recap about why you're here. So of course you are here because you want to conquer your fear of low blood sugar. But my question for you is, how is this fear getting in your way? Why do you want to conquer the fear? Or if the fear went away, what would you be able to do? So of course the the answer is you want to be able to conquer your fear of low blood sugar. That's a no brainer here. That's why you're here. That's the name of the presentation and the name of this masterclass series. But my guess is it goes deeper than that. You know, you don't want to conquer your fear just for the sake of conquering your fear. You want to conquer your fear because you want to start saying yes to your life. You want to start saying yes to adventures like hiking and biking and eating out and travel and all the things that you are having a hard time doing right now. I'm curious for you guys watching live and also for those of you who are going to watch the replay, what are you having trouble doing right now? Put it in the chat. 
Let me know. What are the things that you really want? So of course you want to get rid of that fear, but what does that allow you to do? How will that open up for you to be able to do? My guess is that whatever those things are, they're pretty important to you because the fear can get in the way of our life. So what do you want to be able to do? Hike, travel, say yes to invitations, golf. Yes, golf is a great one. What else do you want to be able to do? I want to hear about that. I want you to share with the group about what it is that you want to be able to do if your fear of low blood sugar disappeared or if you were able to handle it better. You know, for me, back when I was more nervous about low blood sugar, it was really going out and exercising. Exercise can be a really scary thing. And having the confidence to know that I can handle anything. Eating out, yes, traveling, that's a huge one. I know a lot of people have a fear of traveling, but for me, exercising was a big one. And once I was able to knew that I could handle anything that diabetes threw my way, that helped me out a lot. And it really opened up my world and made life with type 1 diabetes so much more free and so much more flexible. And I want that for you too. I want you to be able to golf. I want you to be able to eat out and travel and hike and exercise and do all of those things. So yesterday we talked about what to do when you experience uncomfortable physical feelings that come with your fear. Remember, you have a fight or flight response. And that fight or flight response, when you think about low blood sugar and what could happen, it can make your body do some interesting things. You know, certainly tense up, shake, sweat. And those feelings are not comfortable. They're not comfortable. And your immediate reaction to that is to avoid it. We usually avoid it by either taking a step back and not doing the things that you want to be doing in life because those feel safer, or you overtreat your lows and you, you try to bring your blood sugar high so that there's no chance of it going low. And generally speaking, that helps with those uncomfortable physical feelings, but it doesn't really make the problem go away. All it does is actually make it worse and make it stay longer than it needs to stay. And so we talked about the ice cube challenge. We talked about training yourself to be able to tolerate uncomfortable feelings, just like going to the dentist or even exercising can be uncomfortable, but you know that it's safe. You know, when your legs are cramping or you're, you're feeling out of breath, you know that that's safe, but you still do it because you know that you can handle it. And we talked about the ice cube challenge to help you to train yourself to be ready for some of those uncomfortable physical feelings that may come because of your fear of low blood sugar. Were any of you able to try out the ice cube challenge? Right, and be able to see that, yes, it's not comfortable. And there's no way we can actually make it comfortable. It's kind of an impossibility. But if you have to experience that discomfort, recognize that you can handle it makes it a whole lot easier. And it makes it a whole lot easier to dive in and to do the things that you want to be able to do. So today, we're going to move away from physical feelings to emotions, uncomfortable emotions. And I know that when you experience that fear, when you think about going low, emotions start flooding into your body and into your experience. And I want to give you some tools today to be able to handle those uncomfortable emotions. And because that is really the key to being able to conquer your fear, because when you can handle the uncomfortable emotions, the fear no longer gets in your way. It allows you to do what you want to do, even when you're not feeling good. Sometimes there's a little bit of a mystery or a, a mistake people make in saying, you know, my goal is not to feel fear. And think about what would happen if that were the case. First of all, or, or any kind of uncomfortable emotions for that, if that were the case. We're humans. And not to get too philosophical here, but part of the human experience is feeling emotions. So if you didn't feel any negative emotions, it would be impossible to feel positive ones. You can be completely emotionally numb. And so 
the goal here is not to get rid of your uncomfortable emotions. It's to recognize that when those come about, you're able to handle them and to give you some tools that you can use to be able to handle them better, to be able to tolerate them better. And guess what happens? When you're able to do that, those emotions, they lose their charge. Right now, an emotion comes in your experience and your immediate reaction is to withdraw and pull back and to not experience it. But all that's doing is perpetuating that avoidance. And that is what's keeping you stuck in your fear. So your fear of low blood sugar, I'm sure, probably brings up some really uncomfortable feelings. Anxiety, fear, feeling out of control. What else? Tell me in the chat what else that you guys are experiencing when you have that fear of low blood sugar. What kind of emotions come up for you when you think about going low or even when you check your blood sugar and you're headed low or you look at your CGM and you have a couple arrows down? What sorts of emotions come up for you? What sorts of things come up for you that are uncomfortable and that make you want to pull away, that make you want to, you know, get rid of those emotions? You know, the big ones that I know that I hear about are feeling out of control, feeling like, you know, just that terror and that anxiety, sometimes desperation. Those are all emotions, anxiety and panic. Yes, for sure. And I want you to recognize that those emotions that you're experiencing, they're actually helpful for you. Not in this moment, but they are your body's way and your mind's way of trying to keep you safe. The only problem is what they are trying to keep you safe from is not actually dangerous. It's a perception that is dangerous. And so I want you to first think about, you know, just thanking your body and thanking your mind for trying to help you, but also letting it know that it's not all that helpful. It's kind of like thanking your aunt at Thanksgiving dinner or holiday dinner for trying to tell you how to manage your diabetes, even though she has no idea how to help you. It's like, thank you, Sally. I appreciate your help, but I got this taken care of. Same thing with your emotions. These emotions are trying their best to help you. But the thing is, they don't have the ability to differentiate between what is safe, what is not safe. That's your mind's job. And so your emotions come up and sometimes we buy them. It's like we buy our thoughts and that's not all that helpful. And so when those emotions come up, our immediate reaction is to escape is to say, I'm feeling anxiety, I'm feeling panic. That means I am in danger. That's a big leap. That's what we do. And so when we do that, when we have that feeling of anxiety and panic, we escape. We escape by either you know, bringing our blood sugar high or by saying no to an invitation or by staying home, not, not doing the things that we want to do. It makes it a whole lot harder for you to take steps to conquer your fear of lows. It really does. And it actually, what it does is when we try to escape those things, we think about our fear of lows and diabetes more than we actually want to. We want to think about diabetes as little as possible. I get it. And I want you to do that. I want you to think about diabetes. I want you to manage diabetes well, but I want you to think about it as little as possible. But the more you dive in and try to escape those fear, you're having to think about how do I avoid this fear? And thinking about avoiding the fear actually makes you experience that fear, anxiety, panic, terror feeling out of control even more. But here's the trick. I know this is going to sound extremely counterintuitive, but I'm going to give you an example to explain what I mean. When you can sit with your uncomfortable emotions, they become easier to handle. So when you have that fear, that anxiety, that panic come up for you, and you look at your CGM or you look at your blood sugar number and you know that you're safe, sitting with it as opposed to escaping it is what makes it easier to handle. It's kind of like riding a wave. So imagine that you're sitting in the ocean. I'm about 
three miles from the ocean, the Pacific Ocean right now. So I talk about this all, all the time because I like to swim in the ocean. Imagine that you're in the ocean and a wave is coming. And that wave is your anxiety and panic, right? And your goal is to stop the wave, stop it from happening. So you put out your hands and you say, wave, stop, 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 stop. We all know how well that works because no matter what you do, you can't stop that wave. But what you can do is you can be ready for it and you can sit with it and you can just be there and allow that wave to wash over you. And when that happens, the wave dissipates and goes down. But when you're trying to stop the wave and pushing it and pushing it away, all you're doing is spending all your energy to doing something that's absolutely impossible. But by sitting with it or even riding it, I mean, if you're a surfer, you're riding the wave, you can't control what happens, but you know, you can ride that wave and allow it to be there. And by doing that, you're able to balance on it better. That's what we want to help you do with your uncomfortable emotions. And then when your emotions are easier to handle, when you're not fighting them, but allowing them to be there and allowing them to pass over you. Because by the way, emotions generally don't last for very long. They feel like they're going to be there forever, but they generally come over us in waves. That's what the research shows. All of a sudden, you can start finding that freedom and flexibility in your life that you really want. But the more you try to avoid the emotions, the more trapped you are in that fear in that fear of lows. The more you try to avoid that fear and those feelings of fear and panic, all of a sudden now you're chasing your tail and all you're doing is avoiding it even more. So what do you do? How do you sit with those emotions? I already asked this question, but what uncomfortable emotions do you have when you think about low blood sugar? You know, anxiety and panic was one, some one person said that. Any other emotions that come up for you? You know, out of control, desperate, and fearful, terrified. Those are all very common ones. And if I missed any, please put them in the chat. Love, would love to hear what you have to say about what the emotions that you're experiencing are. And also think about this and also put it in the chat if you have something to say, is how do these emotions get in the way of your life? What happens when you experience that panic? My guess is in some form or another, it means you withdraw. It means you say, I can't do this. I'm getting, I'm out of here. I'm going to do whatever I can to avoid it. Whether that's taking your blood sugar high, whether that's putting your head into a pillow, whether that's drinking. I mean, there are lots of ways of avoiding, but they all come down to not helping you to get past it. Yes, they help in the short term, but in the long term, avoiding those emotions only makes it worse. Now, I don't want to pull any wool over your eyes and tell you that these emotions are comfortable. They're not. I want to be re very realistic, very real and honest, but they're not comfortable. But just because something's not comfortable does not mean you can't handle the emotion. And it doesn't mean that you can't allow it to wash over you and to help you to get there. So here is what you can do when you experience uncomfortable emotions and when you, and when you, and to help you sit with those uncomfortable emotions in a way that's going to be much more effective than avoiding them. And the first thing is something we've already done, but I want you to do it even more explicitly. And that is to name your emotions. So often when we talk about, you know, diabetes and the emotions that you experience around diabetes, the emotions that we talk about and use are these big and more amorphous emotions, things like burnout or distress. And those emotions are real. However, they're not exactly specific. And the more specific you can be about how you're feeling, the easier it is to handle because you can take it something that feels very, very big and make it more manageable. So I want you to, to practice this right now. And not necessarily around fear of low blood sugar, but around just what you're experiencing. So right now I'm feeling excited because I'm here with you guys teaching you some skills that you can use. Right now I'm feeling pretty calm 
I'm feeling a little jittery, but that's a normal thing. But see, see what I'm doing? I'm naming exactly what I'm feeling. This is a skill called labeling. By labeling your emotions and by saying, right now I'm feeling sad, right now I'm feeling excited, right now I'm feeling a little bit anxious. And by not only naming your emotions, but also by giving them a scale of how intense they are, a little, a lot, extremely, that helps you to contain it and do not allow it to become bigger than it is. Even if you're having, you know, if you, even if you're feeling extremely anxious, that contains it. And by saying, this is what I'm feeling. It also gives you an opportunity to say, okay, I'm feeling this. Is there something that I can do to make myself not feel this way besides avoid? When you use these big, broad emotions that you can't hold on to, it makes it really, really hard. So I want you to practice naming your emotion. And here's the thing, is this is a muscle you want to build. And so if you're able to do this right now, when you're, hopefully you're feeling fairly calm and, you know, hopeful, but, or not, uh, but just name your emotions, like when you are in a good place. And then it becomes easier to do when you're struggling, when those emotions come on. Because what we want to do is help you not feel overwhelmed by feeling like, okay, I can contain this. I can I can regulate my emotions and keep them in a place where they're not going to stop me from doing the things that I want to do. The second thing I want to encourage you to do and teach you to do is sit with them and let them pass. And I want to use a metaphor here to help you to understand what I mean by this. So imagine for a second that you are in your kitchen. And you go to the refrigerator and you pull out a brand new, unopened, two liter bottle of soda. You know, whether that's Coke or Diet Coke or whatever it is that you're drinking, doesn't matter to me. But whatever it is, it's carbonated. And all of a sudden you open the fridge and the the soda falls on the floor. Now you know that the soda is going to, the fizz starts to get bigger and bigger within the bottle. And you open the bottle and what happens? Well, it explodes. The soda just starts coming out of the bottle and getting all over the place. And what is your immediate reaction to that? Your immediate reaction when you start feeling that sticky feeling and that fizzy sound and that, you know, the explosion is to put the cap back on and and turn it tight. But what have you done there? Well, certainly you have, you know, you've avoided having a mess in your kitchen for sure. But you've also, you haven't done really much to release the pressure of the soda. The carbonation is still there. Now, Imagine another scenario, same thing happens. You open the soda and it starts exploding, but you don't do anything. You allow it to explode. What happens? Well, yes, you're gonna have soda all over your clothes and maybe all over the floor, all over the counter. Agreed, and that's not fun. But then what happens? All of a sudden, after maybe 10, 15 seconds of kind of this explosion, it dies down and it becomes much easier to handle. The carbonation is no longer there. And our goal here in having you sit with your emotions and letting them pass is to take the emotional charge to take that electrical charge that comes with the emotions out of the picture so that they become easier to sit with. But if you avoid, if you pull away from them too fast, all of a sudden that emotional charge just stays there. And then you're like, you're trying to like avoid feeling it. If you allow it to be there for a minute, yes, it's going to be uncomfortable for a second or for maybe a couple minutes, but then it dies down and becomes easier. And the same thing is true with your fear of lows. Again, always being safe and making sure your blood sugar is in range or not, not going low, I should say. But then allowing that feeling to wash over you as opposed to trying to get rid of it. Before we go today, I want to give you one last visual example. I'm going to pull out my favorite book here, but we're not going to talk about the book. We're just going to use the book as a prop. And imagine that you have your fear of low blood sugar comes up for you. And your fear is this book. I'm going to go to full screen for a second so you can see me. 
this fear is your fear is exposed. So the fear is in front of your face and your immediate reaction is to push it away, push it away, push it away, push it away. All it does is push back and you push and push. And all of a sudden now you're trying to get rid of the fear and the fear is just pushing back harder. What's, what, what's happened? Now all of your energy is being spent pushing your fear away, pushing that fear away. What's the other option though? So now I can't talk to you. You can't see me. We're so wrapped up in this, this conversation or I'm so wrapped up in trying to get rid of this fear. Nothing that I can do to even focus on you and do what I want to do. My entire effort is focused on getting rid of this. What happens if you stop pushing? Well, all of a sudden the fear falls down. It doesn't go away though. It's still here, but you're able to, and maybe it's annoying. It's not very comfortable, but I'm still able to talk to you even if this annoying thing is with me. And that's what I really want to empower you here is recognizing that you have a couple of options with your emotions, your uncomfortable emotions. You can fight with them, but fighting with them is like fighting with a brick wall. You're not going to move anything. You're actually going to make your energy drain because you're pushing so hard. The other option is to allow it to be there, but not, not try to fight it. And that seems weird, seems counterintuitive, but trust me, it's one of the only ways that works here. And guess what happens? Eventually, it's not going to be so annoying and it's going to be there, maybe slightly annoying, but you're going to be, you're going to be able to handle it a whole lot better. So I want to challenge you right today over the next couple of days to name your emotions and, the, and to allow them to sit with you and practice when it's not so intense, when you're not experiencing fear of lows. And then when you do experience that fear, try it, just name your emotions and, and let yourself sit there with it. And I promise you it will pass over. And all of a sudden, it'll become easier to handle. Won't become comfortable, but it'll become easier to handle. And when you can do that, your freedom and flexibility just opens up to you. And you're going to have a whole lot easier time doing the things in life that you really want to be able to do. Thanks so much for joining me on the Live Free with T1D podcast, where I teach you how to build your diabetes management plan like a sailboat so you can have smooth sailing in your life with type 1 diabetes. And I'll see you back here next week, same time, same place. Bye for now.